Hello and welcome to Season 7, Episode 1 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I am going to do a quick little intro here because it's been a long time since we talked. Hopefully the mic sounds okay. Rearrange the desk and uh, it's a little bit uh, more organized for me. And so tried to fine tune my mic situation and playing uh, Warzone and whatnot with friends. Everybody seems to say it sounds good. Um, anyway, welcome back for another season. This is uh, season seven, episode one. Uh, a lot of things have happened this off season, so we're gonna try to do our best tonight and remember uh, all of them, or at least most of them, in case you were taking a long off season college football nap. Uh, since this is the last remaining college football podcast, we do think it is our duty to uh, to keep you up to date on everything. Uh, mentioning the mic situation. Uh, trying to make an effort this year to keep the audio sounding as good as possible means it's going to take me a little bit longer to edit things because we're going to try to go back to, uh, and you know, this isn't anything new, but, um, kind of, I got lazy last year and so tried to do a lot of recording, uh, on my end and using this, uh, technology to use these uh, bots to record through Discord, and sometimes these bots did not uh, work correctly, or they said they were working correctly, and then you get to the end and export it, and then there's nothing there, or a a whole segment of the podcast is missing. So I'm just going to be using backups as a true backup instead of the primary way of recording. So getting a little into the weeds, but anyway, hopefully the audio sounds uh, a little bit better than last season. Um... Mike is not going to be joining us for uh, this season. Uh, things are all good there, uh, but it's just going to be myself and uh, Andrew and Tom as regulars. And then for uh, conference previews, uh, as we're doing this week, we're probably going to have guests that are more familiar with the conference than we are. Um, we try to keep up on things, but there's only uh, so much that we know or care about the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or insert other conference here, even the ACC. So, um, yeah, our long off-season is almost over with. I would say to grab an alcoholic beverage of choice or some coffee, depending on the time of day you're listening to us, and let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to Season 7, Episode 1 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Um, I am Andy joined across town by andrew uh hi andy i have one question for you okay what's that question do you believe in life after love i thought you were just gonna ask me if i believed in love but uh yeah sure <laughs> okay mm-hmm. i just really don't think you're strong enough but okay i'm not sure where this bit is going yet but i guess i'll figure it out when we get there i think that was the whole bit that was it that was, right. that was it. It's not as good as the bodega bit and, that will never see the light of day. And Finn. <laughs> what bodega bit? Yeah. Uh, the other voice you heard there is uh, is Tom. Seven years, boys. It's pretty amazing is that it? we made it this long. Wow. Just like Andrew's time in college, seven years. Uh, I mean. I, Four years I, of college I, into I, seven. Almost. Almost. I took a victory lap. I mean, when you're having that much fun, why would you leave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went back for my master's, and uh, that is a totally different college experience, I will say. Ugh, sounds worse. Yeah. It was way worse. Oh, you're in there with all the olds. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, this was a terrible idea. Mm. All right, well, uh, we're also joined by a, uh, a we, we brought in a ringer from the Pac-12. We, we got Chris in here again. 
Hello. Pac-12, Hello. Asterisk. Hey, yeah, Pac-12 Pac uh, for now. Uh, we'll see what the future holds, so I guess we'll get to some well, of that news here in a little bit. At least Pac-10. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. I don't know. Maybe next year you can be our guest speaker for the Big Ten. We'll see. Ooh. So. Or maybe the Big 12. Perhaps. Slash 20. Slash that might, something. That might be more uh, likely. Yeah. Or maybe this all ends in complete disaster. Yeah. Who can say? All right. So um, let's just uh, start out. We'll, we'll get to the news here in a little bit. But Andrew, can you give yeah. us an update on the uh, the best poll ever? Oh, wait. I didn't know creation. we were going straight into here. Yes. Hold on. Yes, we are. Please. Please. This is early. Wasn't ready for my shot. Uh, of course, we were talking about the uh, football power index. Yes. ESPN. Sponsored by, sponsored by ADT. I don't know if that's true. I just said that. It could be. Uh, it actually looks like we have a new... Uh, when I looked at this the other day, it was not like this. Uh, so as it sits today, ESPN's FPI. We'll just go through the top 10. Okay. Uh, number one, Alabama. Which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when I looked at the other day, it was Ohio State like a couple weeks ago. See, the, uh, now these are actually from... Uh, I did this uh, a few days ago because I was trying to get prepared. But I just clicked on the link. It has not changed. I'm, well, I'm not looking. I don't look at yours. I look at live data, Andy. Uh, number two, Ohio State. Number three, Congrats. the Georgia Bulldogs. All right. Woof, woof. Number four, the Clemson Tigers. Whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, five, Notre Dame. Six, Michigan. Seven, Texas. They're back. Texas is back. I heard it. Heard it here first. First person ever say it was me. Uh-huh. Uh, it was not Sam Ellinger. Uh, eight was Oklahoma. Actually, it was, uh, what's his name? When he was calling that game, when they beat Notre Dame in overtime. Uh, Fowler? Yeah, Chris Fowler. Probably Texas Chris Fowler. Uh, eight is Oklahoma. Nine, Miami Hurricanes. Okay. Wow. Ten, LSU. That is even more strange. Well, let me respect the guest. Uh, and in 48th, we have the Washington Huskies. <laughs> oh. Predicted Going to go... Seven point five and four point six. That's respectable. New coach, who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there any other fun ones on here? Uh, really? I mean, I, I think I would draw attention to uh, the the top three are within um, one point one <clears throat> points in the FPI, and then after that, it goes down to oh Clem- yeah, Clemson's like a five point difference from Georgia and them, and then it goes from there. Another five. <laughs> another five points to Notre Dame. So there's a pretty steep drop off after the top three, according to FPI. Uh, Ohio State and Alabama both have an over fifty percent chance to make the national championship game, according to the FPI. That's pretty wild. I wish that they'd put like negatives on some of these teams. Like, oh, they have like a negative six percent chance to. <laughs> that would be Georgia Tech game. this year, I think, because <laughs> of that schedule. So uh, brutal. FBI, I don't know. I, like, I I have no. There's some interesting teams in the top ten, but like, I don't know. Well, let's look at the beginning of the season. FBI is is always like okay. Well, let's look at AM, who just got the number one recruiting class. FBI is predicting them, uh, and their uh, their ranking according to FBI is 12, but they're projecting them to go 7.4 wins or 4.6 losses. So, uh, not a lot of impact from those from that class yet. Um, I guess we could talk about them getting the number one recruiting class. I don't know how much we 
really cover recruiting around here, but um, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I know that there was a big spat in the offseason. I guess we could talk about that a little bit between uh, Jimbo and uh, Nick Saban. With, uh, I have it so long ago, I don't even remember. Yeah, they what bought happened? all those recruits, right? Yeah, they <laughs> they bought happened. all the recruits, and then Saban kind of went out there and was at a it was at a like an Alabama, you know, essentially at a, like a fundraising thing. It was like for donors or boosters or something. And um, he basically said he was like, yeah, I mean, like to compete, we gotta, <laughs> you know, we, we we need more money for the for the nil stuff. And um, so, anyway. And he wasn't wrong, um, it. But obviously, Jumbo took offense to that, and I. It was like a that press conference was insane. It was like a like a wrestling thing almost, like with Jumbo calling him out and talking about his mom or something because he was, um, you know, he he took took offense to being uh, to it being insinuated that uh, that A and M bought this insinuated. class. That's the thing. Uh, Saban specifically mentioned A uh, and M. He did specifically mention A and M, uh, and so J- Jimbo thinks that there's, uh, you know, it, it was just all done because of uh, because they're really good recruiters. Um, you know, clearly they've had a lot of success the last uh, the last several years with all the times they've won the SEC and everything. So you know, why wouldn't kids want to come there? Essentially, yeah, exactly. Should we? Uh, uh, is that is that it on your I, I think Texas that, A&M thing? Sure. Yeah. Should should we cover some of the uh, notable offseason transfers? Yeah, we could cover some transfers. Do you have a list? I do. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, right. So we had uh, Jordan Addison, uh, who left Pittsburgh. Uh, Blitnikoff, yes. award oh, yes. winner. Uh-huh. A.K.A. the best wide receiver in the nation. I don't know if that's true, yep. but that's what the award well, says. statistically. <laughs> that's what the award says. Uh, and he went to USC after there was a lot of drama of where he was going to go. But uh, USC kind of... Pulled in a little big off-season haul here between uh, Jordan Addison and uh, Caleb Williams. Left Oklahoma to USC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had that running back, uh, Jamari Gibbs, left Georgia Tech to join Alabama. Jameer, but close big, enough. Or, yes. Sorry. That's yeah. a pretty big loss for uh, for Georgia Tech, you know, 1,200-yard back. Um, and the rich get richer in uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, College football in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan Gabriel was at UCS, UCF, and he left Oklahoma because Oklahoma decided they didn't have a quarterback anymore after all of their quarterbacks left in the offseason. <laughs> uh, JT Daniels, the crustache man, left Georgia to go to West Virginia. What did you call him? The crustache man. <laughs> Poor man's Doc Holliday. <laughs> that is a sad, sad mustache. No, he's trying. Um, who else do we get? Also, uh, da, for da, 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 for the da, da, record, I think JT Daniels seems to be like a really nice dude. He he did what he needed to do there, but he uh, also I have no idea how that's going to work for him in West Virginia. But I guess we'll. Uh, We'll see. Uh, so this article that I'm looking at uh, has like the top 10 transfers and it says like number nine, Mario Williams position quarterback where he was Ohio state, where he is yet Texas. And then it goes on to explain yours below that. Uh, so I don't know who Mario Williams is outside of the uh, defensive end from like 20 years ago at NC state. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, who but, is, uh, who is Mario Williams? 
this list says it, uh, but this list actually has Quinn Ewers twice, but just Mario Williams in a picture here. He looks like a wide receiver. Uh, but anyways, Quinn Ewers okay. uh, left Ohio State and is a million dollars behind to go be with Texas and Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. I think that's well, the, most of the notable ones. Yeah, well, yeah, and Arch Manning isn't going to be there until next year. But yes, you, correct. You forgot one key one. Oh, please. A, a legend, Michael Penix uh-huh. Jr., Oh yes. oh yes, yes, yes. He of the formerly broken Penix. <laughs> we're hoping not broken he, as of right now. We're hoping that Penix is fully healed. Oh, and we also forgot of uh, the other quarterback who left Oklahoma. I know I mentioned it, but uh, went to uh, Spencer Rattler. Went to South Carolina, <laughs> and he's already on some lists as being and, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. Oh my! How could we forget? Bo Nix left Auburn Bo for Oregon. Nix. We got the battle of the, the Phoenix versus the Bonix in Oregon versus oh, yeah. Washington. Well, we're, we're going to talk more about Oregon having a, bi- a big game to start off the year, and how could that go wrong for, for Bonix? But... A lot of transfers this year. Kind of yeah. wild. Well, the um, NIL, it's kind of, uh, kind of insane right now until if and when there are some actual guardrails put on it. So, yeah, that's, I think that's most of the notable ones. Yeah, um, so for transfers, correct. Um, do yeah. we want to talk about uh, school transfers from uh, one conference to another, I suppose? We could. Or, or do we want to talk about the SC sure. Plus, or we want to just save that? We, we could cover that maybe next I, week. There's no really no Andy, hurry. I never want to talk about SP Plus. I, you know, but looking at it, uh, it does not really look better, much better at all than the FPI. I think it looks about the same, uh, honestly. Um, uh, I don't know. Is there anything more egregious on the FPI than Tennessee being ninth in the SP plus? It really likes their offense. That defense is trash, okay. but yeah, it really likes that offense. Okay. FPI has Tennessee as 25th. <laughs> oh, I don't even go there. I'm not far on my screenshot. I go to 20. Um, okay. Yeah, we can, we don't have to do that. I'm actually just waiting on, uh, Brian Fremont to put out his, uh, his FEI ratings, those are the ones I looked at last year. I really like those quite a bit more than anybody else's, but he has not done his stuff yet. Um, all right, so football news. We got some... When do we get the real polls? When does that happen? Soon, right? Uh, uh, probably polls? after fall camp? Yeah, probably a week or two prior to, to kick off, which uh, fall camp should be kicking off uh, this week for for everybody. So, yeah, season's getting... Getting going soon. We're almost done with all this uh, with all this shit. All right, so uh, big news. Um, the Alliance is in full the effect. Alliance. It's in full effect. The Big Ten, the uh, the Pack, and the uh, who all was part of it? Uh, the Big Twelve and the ACC. I want to say the ACC. Was it? Yep. It was was it just everybody it but the SEC? But the SEC. Yes. Correct. correct. Okay. Okay. All right. So what what we had happen was, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some weeks back, uh, well, one of the alliance members, the Big Ten, uh, took USC and UCLA from one of the other alliance members <laughs> from the pack. So they did not take. They they came as refugees and we brought them in. Yes. Ah. Uh, mm, yeah. So you guys are like a sanctuary they city or something. Completely out yes. of the blue, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bring me your sick, your poor. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> we already had... Virtue. We already had Texas and Oklahoma 
uh, being rated, I guess it was what last year, um, and going to the SEC, but obviously will not take effect until 2025 unless uh, some money changes hands. Um, all that being said, there's rumors. Um, it seems like constantly about other teams potentially joining the the Big Ten or maybe the Big Twelve might be trying to uh, to rob some teams from the from the pack. Who knows? Um, I would like to get uh, Chris's perspective from someone who is in one of those conferences, who's yes. kind of a team that maybe you know getting one of these these deals. Uh, but you know, ne- never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just kind of go over the whole thing, at least from our perspective. Uh, so basically, the the prevailing thought has been that USC was not happy with splitting the money evenly with the rest of the conference, and that's why they left. Um, which I guess makes sense. That's fine. Whatever. They're in LA, big market, etc. Um, one might say that. Uh, the Pac-12 bringing in less money than some of the other conferences might be partially due to USC being complete garbage on the field for like (laughs) 15 years, but you know, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, Sure. UCLA went with them because they're USC's primary rival. They're also in LA and they desperately need the money. Um, It's kind of surprising that they did this since since that news has come out, the governor of California and some of the other UC board regents have kind of slammed them a little bit um, because they're part of the same university system as Cal Berkeley, who's also in the Pac-12. Uh, and one would have thought they would have gone over this and made sure it was going to be fine before they <clears throat> announced the move. But maybe they didn't. Who the hell knows? <laughs> so we're going to see where that goes. Um there's been word that the Big 12 has been flirting with Utah, the Arizona schools, and Colorado, just because that's like a geographical fit. Colorado was in the Big 12 at one point. Um, the Big 12 is a good pack north. Yeah, the Big 12 is a good basketball conference, so Arizona would make sense for them. Um, and then I guess the the other remaining ones are. UW and Oregon are basically the big fish left in the Pac-10, I guess you would call them, uh, from like a market size and brand recognition, et cetera, et cetera, uh, perspective. So maybe they end up in the Big Ten. Maybe the the new uh, Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, media deal that's getting negotiated right now is going to give them a bigger share of the revenue to stay. Who the hell knows? Uh, at least from a UW perspective, uh, there's been word on the street, which is the uh, UW 24-7 site, uh, <laughs> from people who are allegedly reliable that UW's going to end up in the Big Ten at some point, and it's just a matter of waiting for the T's to be crossed and the I's to be dotted. Um, but who the hell knows? Like nothing's, As we have seen, nothing's really final until you sign on the dotted line. Um, and things can change quickly. So, uh, yeah. What, what That's would you think? Much of, where we're at. What would you think about your new uh, rival Rutgers if that happens? <laughs> we actually played them a few years ago, ironically enough. <laughs> uh, like, at like a Rutger? home and home with them. Oh, <laughs> at the Rutger. Uh, 
I think we did a home and home, if I remember correctly. Yeah. No hmm. one willingly goes to Piscataway. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not doing any road trips to Rutgers. That's for sure. <laughs> what is uh? What what would be your your preference? Um, as far as what conference to end up in? Yeah. yeah. Or you know, you'd uh, be like, I would like to stay like status quo. Um, I mean, like the most ideal scenario would be the Pac-12 staying together and just having our new commissioner get us an actual good TV deal. Um, but that's apparently not in the cards anymore. So, um, I guess the Big Ten would probably be the most ideal place for us, given the remaining options. Um, it, it seems like we are rapidly heading towards... Uh, college football where if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten, you're kind of SOL. Yeah. Is is the new uh, group of five, but now it's the group of seven. Or even eight. <laughs> yeah. Could be. It seems like college is going to turn into the NFL, essentially, with two conferences, and then the, the champions play each other. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, you know, some people are like, this is like completely bullshit. I hate this is the worst thing ever. Like, I don't really like the realignment stuff. Um, I think it takes away a lot of what makes college football unique. Um, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to be like, I'm not watching football ever again because it's fucking USC's in the conference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it- I think it's more like, you know, um, there's going to be it's going to be two major conferences uh it's going to be paired way was going to be way more parity which you know i'm sure maybe some people do want more parity but when you have teams that are all so closely um so closely together in terms of talent then you stop having those um wild innovative offenses and defenses that try to uh neutralize the talent advantage so it will become more like the nfl in terms of how boring the actual game is and people aren't going to stop watching because they're mad i don't sure. think i think people are going to stop watching because they're going to get bored well and and like yeah, someone maybe. in our in our, our chat here said you know i kind of feel i do feel bad for like the, the i don't want to say the little guy teams that seems demeaning but like you know like the mid-tier teams who make a run like you know this person's you know an iowa state fan um who, who may be on a future episode but uh <laughs> they uh i you know i was delete iowa state's been you know They've had some good years where they could legitimately make a chance to make a run. If we get to this two, you know, it's a big. If you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC, you know, Iowa State goes eleven to one. Everyone's gonna go. Who cares? It's right. It's like teams who who they don't have a way to get in. Then and that's that's I think incredibly disappointing of these these little you know feel good stories of this little team who. who I don't want yeah. to say little team. This sounds so mean. I'm like, oh, you're Ohio State. Look, we we win nine games. We still make the college wow. football playoff. Typical Ohio yeah, State uh, person referring to the little sisters uh, of the poor. But I the, do think that's how it's going to be there in the future. Like your your conference winner is going to have three, four losses or whatever, and it's just that's it's going to be more like the NFL where you don't have teams that go on these runs and stuff like that. Yeah, like right. who do you think the the TV networks and let's be honest, the TV networks who are really calling shots here. Who do you think they're going to want in the playoff? Like 11 and 1 Iowa State or 9 and 3 Michigan or something, you know? Like it's yeah. pretty obvious where this is going to go. Well, TV ratings for Michigan, uh, we I hear that those are important. So <laughs> Those are big. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, those are real big. We'll um, check in with our TV rating correspondent at some point this season maybe. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> God. Uh anyway, so um yeah, I, I do wonder if the other conferences that are not the 
the big and the SEC are going to try to not so much the ACC because they're pretty much fucked with the grant of rights and whatnot. Yep. But ACC is going yeah. down. Yeah. But I do wonder if there might be some kind of, uh, um, like assimilation between the, the big 12 and whatever is left of the, of the pack, because like, if you're not going to be a super conference, then like you're, you're probably shit out of luck at some point. Um, and especially now they're, uh, now the ACC uh, and the other some of the other members of the alliance are like, oh wait, hold on, we we're we're actually okay with a twelve team playoff now, and and now of course <laughs> Sankey and Kevin Warren are like, eh, I don't know, maybe we don't need automatic bids anymore because why do we want to give these shitty conferences not? And I want to say shitty, I, I'm saying in relation to like between the two of them, like they're probably feeling like they have all the power and they do, so they're like, why do we want to guarantee? the ACC a guaranteed bid every year or the Pac-12 a bid every year if, say, USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon are all gone, do we still want to give them an automatic bid? And, you know, Kevin no. Warner and Sankey are going to be like, no, we don't want to give them an automatic bid. We can probably get two or three teams in there if we do a no automatic bids. Yeah. So we'll see where the where the expansion goes. And then some... I mean, yeah, these... Yeah. These uh, commissioners, their their job is not to protect the sport. Their job is to protect the con- their conference. So sure, um, yeah, they they work for yeah, the president. Yeah. If they make decisions that hurt the sport but help their conference, I mean, they're going to do it every time. They're the HR of the football world. <laughs> That's really the reason we're kind of in this position is because the NCAA is is supposed to be the thing that's looking out for the sport as a whole, and they're just completely useless. They don't do anything, and so it's everyone for themselves, and this is what happens. Watching the NCAA over the last like few months, just like while well, everyone's doing these NIL deals, they're like, "But uh, you can't, but uh, and everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up." Well, the thing with the NCAA <laughs> is that want? like the the schools are the NCAA, and they designed it that way for a reason because they don't want the the NCAA to really have a, a lot of power. So it's it's kind of functioning as intended, which is completely broken and toothless. Um, but yeah. I. I think that there's a good chance that after all this, we're going to end up with some kind of a governing body between the super conferences that will, um, you know, who knows how it'll ultimately shake out, but I don't think that, well, I, I don't know that the NCAA will be the umbrella over the super conferences at some point, I guess is what I'm trying I don't to think say. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that uh, even 10 years ago, the uh, the theory was that at some point the big, uh, well, at the time they thought Power 5 was going to, you know, pull away from the NCAA. But, yeah. you know, I think it's much more obvious or clear now. Yeah, yep. the NFL is pretty much the same thing. Like the, the league is the owners, but they all agree to work together in some fashion. But until the conferences decide to do that, then you're not going to have the same oversight. Right. Right. I mean, it, the NCAA is not going to get into like postseason stuff anyway. They're going to, if anything, they come down with uh, violations, which are, of course, not. Uh, that's its own thing because they don't have the power of a subpoena or anything else. And the schools can pretty much tell them to go fuck themselves and they can't do anything about it. So, again, it's working as the yep. schools intended it to work. And if the NCAA calls you up, you up, you should tell them nothing. Because we've we've learned that the only time you're going to get in trouble is if you talk to them, because um, they can't actually do anything to you. 
feds can if you if you do stupid stuff enough to get caught with uh you know doing illegal activities that's a different thing but ncaa violations i, know, I think even do. even if you're caught red-handed if you can litigate long enough they'll just they'll just drop it i mean look look what unc had fake classes for like two decades and yeah. they just let it go that's fair i mean well they they make a lot of money off the nc ncaa tournament and unc is pretty good in that so i mean i don't know i guess they probably didn't want to smack them down too hard who knows um, shall we go ahead and get into the Pac-12 uh, preview, since that is what uh, what Chris is here for? Um, well, among other things, we, we sure. like having you here, Chris. Um, could we do a quick walkthrough of who is in the Pac-12 North and South for now? <laughs> yeah, for now, who, being key. Who would like to do that? Andrew, would you like to lead off? Or are you still awake? Uh, I'm here. Okay. Hello. Uh, the Pac Pac twelve. It's Pac twelve. Uh, you know, actually makes sense in their, their uh, how they split the the teams up here. Uh, obviously we have both Oregon schools, Oregon, Oregon State, and the Pac twelve North. We have UW and Wazoo, and we have Cal and Stanford. That is your North. Excellent. And then the uh, the South, right? We got the Arizona schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, UCLA, and USC. For now. For now. For now. For now. A lot of changes going to happen. It's it's actually uh the the Pac-12 is probably one of the more balanced conferences too division wise I I think the problem is that yes they're yep. they're fairly balanced there's just nobody that's been like elite well, balance is bad in college football yeah it, there's been a lot yeah. of parity I I guess you well I guess that goes back to your point of balance yes there there hasn't been anybody like head and shoulders better than everybody else since USC's been punching themselves in the dick for 15 years so well to be fair the NCAA punched them in the dick first that is true <laughs> yeah <laughs> true. so that's your that's who's the Pac-12 there it is alright so uh, just as a heads up I uh, I am messing around with some a different way of doing previews this year and so I got these like oh boy Listen, I got the Athlon magazines. Listen. I did not go with the who's the other guy? Uh, Phil Steele. Phil, Phil Steele. Steel. Yeah, I thought about that. But the anyway, the Athlon stuff and it, it seemed to be pretty good. So, gonna kind of cover some uh, important games uh, in in each conference, and then we'll talk about uh, some of the returning talent, the projected quarterbacks, and the and the head coaches. Because if we didn't have this written down, there's no way that we would remember. Who was the head coach at uh, well at Colorado or uh, I don't know the Col- I don't know the head coaches at any of these schools except for shit Wazoo USC. yeah Wazoo I didn't even know that was a real name uh, but we'll get there all right so we got some games to watch this year we got Oregon versus uh, Georgia and we'll obviously preview that uh, probably the you know first week of the season but that's in Atlanta on the uh, on nine three so your first. That's going to be your week one. There is kind of a week zero, the week before, if you will. Um, it will technically be college football. It's probably not going to be great, but if you got a real itch to watch it like I do, then you'll probably watch some of it, and then you'll probably lose interest as the day goes on, but it, it will be on TV the week before. Also, that same day, you got Utah at Florida, and I'm wondering if this was set up when Urban Meyer was at Florida because <laughs> he was previously at you know Utah, obviously, and work with Kyle Whittingham. Um, that's also on the, on the third. 
of uh, September. Then you got USC at Utah on October 15th, UCLA at Oregon on October 22nd, Washington at Oregon on November the 12th, and Utah at Oregon on November 19th, USC at UCLA on 11-19, Stanford at Cal 11-19, and then Oregon, Oregon State at 11-25, and then that same weekend, you got uh, the Zona schools, you got Notre Dame, USC, and then the Apple Cup on the 26th of November. Apple Cup. Apple Cup. You got the projected winner of uh, from Athlon as Utah over Oregon. Probably not super surprising given Utah won last year, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then everybody's thinking, well, you know, I guess Oregon's a, a fairly, uh, fairly safe bet although they do have some uh, a lot of transition going on there we'll we'll see if they're able to actually win the north or not but Bo Nix Bo Nix <laughs> there's your presumed quarterback is Bo Nix bug snacks um they lost Travis Dye Kayvon uh Thibodeau or I don't know if it's Thibodeau it's or Thibodeau it's Thibodeau okay Thibodeau I'm pretty sure okay and Verone McKinley, and then they have a new coach in Dan Lanning, uh, Georgia's former defensive coordinator. Uh, Mario Cristobal went to Miami, and then they got that big game week one. So uh, Bonix has not beaten UGA yet. We'll see if he can get it done, uh, presumably with less talent at Oregon. Uh, God, I- he better not. I do not think he can as of right now. I think the, the spread is 17-ish. So, uh, like I said, we'll, well talk about that more uh, later. Let me tell you that the highest state Oregon game is one of the most frustrating losses I've watched in the past 10 years. Uh, they will just <laughs> run, a, run a toss counter, and they'll just do it over and over again. And uh, your defense is stupid and doesn't know how to change, how to fix and stop it. Your defense will do that, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty good at uh, they're pretty good at stopping so. the run. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'll your your defense won't be able to stop that toss counter. You you guys don't also have good defensive coordinators sure sure um all right oregon state the presumed quarterback is uh chance nolan and some of these names like you know i could just be uh doing like a name generator um i was gonna say it sounds like a name generator yeah. in madden yeah exactly uh they uh, along with their head coach also sounds like a name generator <laughs> yeah, man. head coach madden. jonathan smith sure yeah that that could be a person's name uh they he's lost been there a while <laughs> yeah uh he's real i can confirm can can confirm so real say. person. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's even worth uh, talking about who they lost because I don't think we any of us know who any of these people are. But they they lost oh. a few people. Uh, uh-huh. Chris, you want to talk about Washington? Uh, yeah, we have yeah. Penix. You, you do have a a, a fully healed Penix. Hopefully, yeah. Order order of the Penix. <laughs> yes, exactly. Penix rising. Um, Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that so our new head coach. Uh, uh, yeah. By the way, we have a new head coach, um, Kalen DeBoer. Yes. He was at Fresno last year. Um, he was the OC at Indiana when Penix beat Penn State, if I remember correctly. Ooh. So that's the yeah. connection there. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, people are pretty excited about him, if only because. He's not He's, Jimmy Lake. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, and I, I don't want to like shit on him too much, but like some people just are clearly meant to be coordinators and not necessarily head coaches, and I think he's one of them. 
Uh, so like uh, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Because <laughs> um, like he was he was a good DB coach, good defensive coordinator, just maybe not necessarily cut out to be the guy in charge. Totally. But yeah. Um, DeBoer is an offensive guy. You know, our offense was garbage under Lake. Um, so that's another thing that DeBoer has going for him as far as the excitement factor and all that sort of thing. Um, we lost some guys to the NFL, but that's how it goes. Um, yeah, it's kind of like they humongously underachieved last year based on the talent on the roster. Um, so hopefully they bounce back, but how much of the bounce back there will be, who knows? We'll, we'll find out. Is, is, uh, Phoenix, he's expected to start. That's the word on the street. Yeah. Just because, you know, he's like a fifth year senior and he knows the offense already and all that sort of thing. Um, don't forget, as we learned earlier, the street is the two, four, seven boards. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, that that actually comes from the the people who cover the team though, um, so it's not just people with sources. It's people who like actually cover the team. So, yeah, it would be very surprising if he's not the day one starter, assuming so he's not hurt. What's what's your feeling on? Uh, I was looking at the Washington schedule here. They got Kent State, Portland State, and Michigan State. Getting all the states. Yeah, state tour. Um, yeah. I mean, they should be the two that aren't Michigan State. I don't know what people are expecting from Michigan State this year, but uh, I can't confidently say we're going to beat them when I don't know what the hell the team's going to look like, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I think an optimistic take would probably be like nine-ish wins. Um, Michigan Ooh. State, maybe not one of those, but we'll see how it goes. Um, if, if, if we beat them, it wouldn't surprise me, but if we lost to them and it wasn't necessarily close, that wouldn't surprise me either. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Where's that game at? At Washington. Yeah. At Washington. Okay. <laughs> poor, poor Washington or poor Kent state. They scheduled it for a 10 30 PM kickoff at Washington. Oh, oh. man. Well, That's that'll be our pack 12 after dark game that week. <laughs> Blame ESPN or whoever. Probably. That, yeah. Whoever's network that game is on. I wonder if that's going to be, what's his name? The the real sleepy dude that's on all the Pac-12 after dark games. Uh, I, I love watching it because he, he just gets so irate. If, uh, if crazy shit starts happening, he's like, you know, things really need to calm down. No, you can't do that sort of thing. You can't be going for two. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Sounds like a perfect... <sighs> commentator for the Pac-12 After Dark marketing brand. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing screams Pac-12 After Dark like wanting this game to be over. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> quit passing the ball. Just run it. Just run the ball. He's trying to get home. Yep. That's right. He's got to catch a flight like Matt Brown. All right. Uh, anything else on Washington before we uh, go to your probably your favorite place, uh, Wazoo? Um... I guess since that's a nice segue, uh, this may be the second to last Apple Cup ever played. Who knows? Oh, how sad. Yeah. No. How would you feel about that if that if that game does not happen in the future? Um, 
honestly, it's fine with me. It kind of sucks that the tradition would be going away, but that's that's just what it is nowadays. Like, it's just another on the long list of college football traditions dying. You know. Maybe maybe you guys will meet again, like uh, Texas and Texas A and M. Well, question. Yeah, maybe. Like, like, do you think that <laughs> like is that game not important enough where they would just say like, okay, yeah, we're good, we're gonna move, but we're always gonna play that game regardless. Like Georgia's always gonna play Georgia Tech, and you know Clemson yeah. unfortunately has to play South Carolina every year and is, so forth. Yeah, well, more I mean, unfortunate for them, but yeah, true. I think realistically, it would probably just become a non-conference game every year, like yeah. Utah and um, BYU has become recently um yeah but yeah i mean who the hell knows what's going to happen in the future maybe there are no no more non-conference games when everything is just big 10 sec you know maybe they just play their own schedules at some point i don't know yeah or it could be uh could be really limited on on non-conference games if you're having to play 10 or 11 conference games maybe they'd rather play someone from the sec or something you know i don't know oh wazoo yeah uh no like if 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 UW joins the Big Ten and oh, non-conference yeah, yeah. scheduling is limited, then you'd probably rather play someone from the SEC because it's look it looks better on your schedule, you know? Sure. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying now. I thought you meant Wazoo. I was like, oh, no, I don't know if they want that smoke. Oh, no. <laughs> Wazoo might just be in the Mountain West. Like, they, them and Oregon State are shitting yeah. their pants right now, probably, because if UW and Oregon leave, then they're essentially in just Mountain West, too. And well, that money's going bye bye. Well, maybe Wazoo can get uh, get Fireball to jump on as a as a full sponsor of their athletic program. They could probably make some money off that. They should. Yeah, they should. Hundred percent. All right, your uh, presumed quarterback uh, for uh, Wazoo is Cameron Ward, and their head coach is Jake Dickert. Not to be confused with Dicker the kicker, <laughs> but yes. Also, yes, he was the DC under Rolovich. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about the whole Rolovich saga. How yeah, fun. that was a thing. How that fun. was a thing. That was a thing. Also, I forgot to be reading out the uh, projected uh, wins and losses according to to Athlon. Um, Oregon, they had it nine and four. Oregon State seven and five, and Washington seven and five. Wazoo six and six. Um, and that brings us to Cal, also predicted six and six. Presumed quarterback is uh, Jack Plummer, who's a Purdue transfer, which sounds like a very Purdue uh, quarterback name. Uh, he's got two years of eligibility. Should I assume he's Jake Plummer's son? Oh, no, that might be a weird... I can't handle that if that's true. Uh, do some research on that, uh, somebody. Uh, your head coach there is just uh, Jonathan Wilcox. <laughs> he is yep. not related to Jake Plummer. Okay. Oh, Why would that have been a problem for you anyway because i i don't like when people i watched growing up have kids who are now playing football <laughs> it oh, like makes me realize ago, that man. that like You're time old? is slowly slipping through my fingers and i can't deal with it what about when you see people whose whose sons are being recruited and you remember watching their dad play when you were in college what about that I, uh, uh, the other thing is when I see like uh, you know like kids in in like the mall or you know out shopping, they have like class of whatever year, and oh, they'll God, say like, like really, and it'll be like in the thirties, and I go, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you find out like what your, your daughter's graduating, man. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be forty. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm old. I gotta go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go lay down. 
All right. Uh, Stanford uh, projected at four and eight. Uh, presumed quarterback is Tanner McKee. Um, and your head coach, as always, is uh, David Shaw. <laughs> That's the only coach I know in all of the all of the pack, except for uh, what's his face, uh, Lincoln Riley. I mean, I know Kyle. Oh wait, Whittingham. you know what? It's, Looking uh, at the South, I know some of the South guys. Yeah, Kyle Whittingham, Chip, Chip Kelly. Herm. Herm. Herm Edwards. Herm. Herm Edwards. Herm for Herm. David Shaw, man. When did... He's been there for... I forgot Chip was at UCLA, honestly. <laughs> David Shaw's been at Stanford for what? Ten years? I feel Since like... Harbaugh left, yeah. I feel like Chip Kelly forgets that he's at UCLA sometimes. Do do we think that David Shaw <laughs> is... Is he on the hot seat this year? He's been pretty bad no. recently. No, I don't... it's Stanford. I mean, what what do they really expect there? Um, where they win ten games, probably. I don't know. I mean, they uh, had no, they Stanford had a good run care. there for a long time. Yeah, but I think I that the, the, just the like in the wire that even well, just like in the wire that the game done changed, and you can't be doing that kind of offense like they were doing these days. I don't think and win ten games. I really don't think that's going to work. I I mean, it's also it's about Wisconsin still does it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about yeah, George right. still does it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> That's also very true. It's not true. Stanford's kind of a <laughs> unique situation because like they don't need the TV money from yeah. the TV deals. Uh, so like if the Pac-12 dies, Stanford might just say, "Screw it, we don't need to play football at a major college level anymore." Like, yeah, goodbye. I mean, it, <laughs> it's it's also evident that the fans don't care. Stanford, even when they were winning, you know, ten, eleven games, they're they were struggling to fill half that stadium yeah yep. and that stadium is not big well they're still gonna have that same shitty band and that same weird ass mascot so that mascot's yep. great how dare you hey. that wonderful wonderful tree <laughs> the creepiest tree in the world all right <laughs> um your south teams we got utah projected a 11 and 2 uh presumed quarterback is cameron rising which is a, a great a great name Hold on. Does Utah uh, play uh, Washington this year? Because we could potentially have Rising up against Phoenix. So I feel like there's... That's a good question. There's a good opportunity there. Utah schedule. Okay. While you're looking Looking, at that... Looking, looking, stretch, stretch, stretch. Stretching? Uh, They do not. Ah, That's sad. Uh, Your head coach is Kyle Whittingham. And uh, yeah, Utah. As always. Still there. Also been Still there, there. For, like, for 10 years. Been there since yeah. Urban left. Just yep. Had a lot of success there. Now, was he, um, was he at OC under Urban? I know that Mullen was at some point, right? But uh, Whittingham was with him. At... I know he was with him. I just didn't know if he was the OC or if he was a different position coach or something. No, he was a DC. He was a defensive coordinator. DC, okay. Yeah, that's why their defense is so good. Yeah, it is really good. All right, USC. A lot of changes there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've already talked about projected record in nine and three. Presumed quarterback of Caleb Williams. Obviously, they've lost uh, two Drakes, uh, not counting the rapper. Uh, they've lost Drake London, Drake Jackson, and Keaton Slovis. And uh, head coach is Lincoln Riley. They gained one Drake the rapper though in fandom. Ah, well, I mean, he's jumping on the that bandwagon. And they also got the Bolitnikov winner. Yeah, don't forget. Also, uh, keep in mind that uh, Keaton Slovis transferred out to 
Pittsburgh. So they did an old switcheroo with uh, Jordan oh, Addison. Oh, trade. Yeah. Jordan Addison. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good trade. Blitnikoff uh, yeah. winning wide receiver for like a subpar quarterback. Good trade. Well, yeah. he was highly recruited like most quarterbacks are at UC or USC. Slovis isn't bad, I don't think. I think he'll be solid, but he's not Jordan Addison for sure. No, no. Uh, Keaton Slovis was, I uh, take that back. He <clears throat> was, uh, according to the 24-7 composite, he was a three-star, but um, three-star out of Arizona. He was good. I mean, he's pretty good. Listen to Chris. He knows more about the pack than I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean you gotta, what, you gotta look remember what who he was playing for. Little hands, he did fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> you gotta remember who he was playing for. You know. Yeah. This is not Pete Carroll's USC. <laughs> That's true. Or even uh, Lincoln Riley's USC. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Though. Presumably a lot more passing uh, than had been taking place before. Uh, UCLA projected at eight and four, and I will believe that when I see it. Your project. Presumed quarterback is Dorian Thompson Robinson. I feel like he's been there forever. And your yep. head, head coach is still Chip Kelly. I uh I think I think UCLA is a sleeper in the South. Hey uh hey Andy, could you tell us the names of the people that they're losing? Just No, uh, I'm good. I want to hear them. <laughs> I want to hear Andrew try this. Uh nope. <laughs> There's I got a the guy first named one. Greg, Greg and Dulcich. Named, and a guy named Otito? Knight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Owen, Owana Trez. Owana Trez Knight. I think it's a one Trez. Yeah, it's one Trez Knight. That one's not hard. The other one is uh is a little harder for me to pronounce. Being honest. All right, Arizona, uh, projected at four and eight. Uh, presumed quarterback is Jaden Delora, who is a Wazoo transfer that was offensive freshman of the year last year, apparently wow. in the pack. Uh, or Noah Fafita. That's a real name. And we also got... Uh, uh, we take a stab at these Man. names that left. We got Stanley Berryhill. This, <laughs> this is an all-name team, by the way. <laughs> it really this is. Whole Stanley, roster. Stanley Berryhill. That's fantastic. Uh, Donovan L- Lay, or Lay, possibly, and Anthony Pan... <laughs> Anthony I'm Pandy. I'm so mad. Like, I'm so mad because I keep reading it as Andy, and I was like, oh, why didn't they name him Andy? Andy Pandy. <laughs> it's Anthony Pandy. Left. <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> Andy Pandy. You could, if you would have said, all right, I'm going to read five names, and it was these five names you have on this roster, and I'd be like, three of them are fake. You would think, you wouldn't know. But that would be like, nope, just kidding. They're all real. It's like the Key and Peele uh, skit with the the east west rosters yeah east west rosters all right your head coach there is jed fish um yeah apparently he's turning over this roster completely um he got 41 new players on campus for spring practices and apparently they're trying to add 15 more for summer camp so if i remember correctly that was around uh what like 60 percent of their roster something like that is being changed over in one off season so uh that seems like quite a risk but Arizona football. Yeah, I guess. I mean, with how they've been doing, you might as well, might as well just clean house and uh, and start yep. over. Hopefully, all those players found uh, new places to uh, to go. Hey, listen, if it worked for Arizona State, Arizona's going to try and get themselves an NFL guy. That's right. Did yeah. it work for Arizona well, State? I mean, they they improved where they from where they were. So sure. TDB, as Michael Scott says, TDB. 
Um, Arizona State, 5-7 and seven, uh, projected. And their presumed quarterback is one Emory Jones, formerly of Florida. So I know that name. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, exciting if you like mediocrity. I mean, maybe maybe Herm can... Maybe he can awaken what uh, Dan Mullen never could. I, I don't know. Um, I I thought that Dan Mullen was supposed to be a quarterback guru, but he couldn't do anything with them. So um, maybe Herm can. Um, Colorado projected three and nine. Presumed quarterback is uh, returning quarterback Brendan Lewis or Tennessee tr- transfer JT Shrout. And oh, real quick, uh, Arizona yeah. State under NCAA investigation, by the way. What a surprise. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. yeah. Whole bunch of recruiting violations during the pandemic. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, as you say. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, what funny. are they going to do? <laughs> well, since they're not a big school, they, they might uh, they might just uh, nuke Arizona State because uh, because of what UNC did or something like that. Like take all their oh, yeah. take all their anger out on a on the Sun Devils. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that happened with them uh, just ignoring the fact that you couldn't recruit essentially during COVID and you couldn't have anybody on campus and they were just having everyone on campus. And so every school turned them in. It's Arizona. That's fair. State. Yeah. <laughs> Consider it Arizona State. All right. Carl Durrell is the head coach at uh, Colorado. And... That is your Pac-12 preview as far as uh, as far as Athlon goes. Uh, Chris, did we miss anything that you could think of off the top of your head? Um, no. I mean, it's the the main storyline for the conference is what the hell is going to happen to the conference, you know? Sure. And that's got nothing to do with what happens on the field, really. So, well, I hope you're ready for commentators to talk about that for three and a half hours straight every week. Uh, every that's week. fine, honestly. That's fine. Sure. Um, what about a zoomed in shot of a bunch of cupcakes on the side of the field? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the prediction of Utah and uh, and Oregon as your division winners? That seems like a safe pick. I mean, I don't know what the hell else you'd choose. I mean, maybe USC, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure USC will be good eventually, just because I think Lincoln Riley is a good coach, obviously, and... He's gonna recruit pretty well, obviously. Like if if they don't become good, it's gonna be a shocker. It's just how long is it gonna take? You know. My big thing Can with Lincoln Riley is 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 if he's gonna actually recruit like offensive linemen and well, just linemen <laughs> and linemen in general. Um, yeah. Like you can be pretty good, but like when you're playing the elite, like in the playoffs, like if your lines are shitty, they're gonna playoffs. get exposed every time. Playoffs. Yeah, I mean the big the big problem for him is can he keep guys from going to like Alabama and Ohio State and shit like. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's, get good receivers. Yeah. We already know that he's gonna get good yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. But like aside from that, is he gonna get the other players he needs to win championships and whatnot? I guess we'll see. He's definitely at a at a better program to to recruit for because it's USC and yeah. To some extent, it sells itself unless you're just a complete yep. fuck up. And I mean, if if we're being really, really honest, it's not even up to Lincoln Riley. It's up to the boosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these are they days, put it out is. the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Is um, Will Ferrell willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars? Hmm. I would bet he that he is. <laughs> Good question. Who knows? All right. 
uh, speaking of questions, do we have any this week, Andrew? Well, I didn't give you wanna, any warning. Do we want to do the our official uh, picks for the pack? Yeah, are we gonna do picks? We can. I didn't know what, what order we wanted picks. to do it. Well, okay. Andy, we're in the Pack Twelve preview right section right now. Okay, fine. So, Andy, pick your Pack Twelve North champion. I mean, it's hard not to go with the ones that Athlon had, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with Utah in the South and. In the north, yeah, I I don't know. It looks like a, and no offense, Chris, it's kind of a cesspool of of mediocrity. Uh, I don't Not know if taken. that maybe maybe just mediocrity might be the wrong word, but um, like solid. No, I'd say it's the right word. <laughs> solid teams, but nobody really standing out. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go with Oregon just because they probably have better uh better recruits coming back than i would assume everybody else does and washington's got a new coach and all that oregon and, does uh, too to be fair i just feel like they probably have better recruits at this stage yep. who is your uh who's your winner gonna be i mean yeah it's gotta be utah kyle whittingham kyle whittingham has been there forever and uh he's got the win last year yeah it's utah i know it's right. boring uh, but i yeah nobody else is jumping out uh, I'm, uh, I'll go next. Uh, okay. Pac-12 North. I'm going to take Oregon. I don't know. I don't know who at this point else I would believe in, in the Pac-12 North to, to do much. Um, right. I hope UW's good. Not, not even from saying that because Chris is here, but because, uh, I think that, you know, conferences are funner when there's two good teams that are duking out for a, for a division. Um, I've always liked UW. I've liked my trips when I've gone there. Twice. Uh, it's a beautiful campus, beautiful stadium. So, uh, hope they do better. But uh, maybe there will be more trips in the near yeah. future. Let's hope. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Oregon on that. And then uh, I think I think USC is gonna get it done in the South. Um, Damn it! I don't think they're gonna be undefeated. Um, I think I think the the Pac-12 South is gonna kind of beat each other up between. I think UCLA is gonna secretly be good this year. Uh, I think that's a eight nine win team in UCLA, and I think your your champion out of South probably be a ten eleven win team. Uh, no undefeateds I think coming out of the Pac twelve though, and uh, I'm going to go Oregon to win the uh, entire conference. Wow, first year oh. conference dub for uh, Dan Lanning. <laughs> Oregon beats Ohio State one time, and Andrew's all of a sudden on the bandwagon. All right, I mean it's it's more just I'm just playing the matchups here. So wait, hold on. Not only are you saying Dan Lanning wins it his first year, you're saying Bo Nix leads them to a Pac-12 championship. You know what? If Bo (laughs) Nix was going to do some crazy shit, it's going to be like in Oregon. Uh. (laughs) All right, I'll go next. Uh, I I also think Oregon's going to win the North. Um, And like Andrew, I think that USC is going to sneak up and win the South. Um, I do not think UCLA is going to be good this year. Well, See, better than eight and four this year, anyway. Um, and I think USC will win the conference. Wah, wah, wah. All right, Chris. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lincoln Rye will take his rightful place as the punching bag in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to put money on it, I would pick Oregon to win the North, but. I'm not putting money on it, and fuck them. So I'm picking UW to win the North. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna shock the not college football world. world because the rest of the college football world is not gonna be watching. But we're gonna shock the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we'll be watching. 
That's all that matters. Right. I will not yeah. be watching. Andy will have to tell me what happened. <laughs> I, I watch everything. And because yes. all those games are going to be at 10.30? Yeah. yeah. Eastern yeah. time? That's the stuff. Keep, um, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, UW in the north because fuck Oregon. And uh, I think the south is going to be neck and neck between Utah and USC. But traditionally, the the team with the better quarterback has done better in the Pac-12, and I think USC has the better quarterback. So I'm going to go with USC to win the South and the conference. Wow. All right. There you go. I, I, even though I shouldn't, I'm very biased against uh, Utah's, like, third-string running back playing DB getting burned all game from Ohio State. That It's, <laughs> it's ruined my opinion on them. <laughs> that coach uh, 30 or whatever with him is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think very highly of Lincoln Riley as a coach as well, especially compared to the rest of the conference. So, sure. not to say that the the rest of the conference is bad. It's just it's either bad or unproven. You know, yeah. like is Dan Lanning could be great, but who the hell knows? I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. Had to be the Cristobal even had to be the most surprising coaching move I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I get uh, it. He's he's from Miami. He's a Miami guy. You know. I mean, I get I get that angle, but it's like, man, I I think Oregon's a better program than Miami. They certainly get more fans in their stands. Yeah. <laughs> you got that sweet Nike money uh, down at uh, Miami. You got the uh, Adidas. You got the money. What's his name? Money. Um, Uncle think, Luke. Yeah, yeah. You got his money, but I don't think that can compete with uh, with Phil Knight. Yeah, I don't think that's Nike money. No. No, it's not. Um, but would you rather live in Miami or in Oregon? Let's be let's be honest here. Miami. Well, that is Obviously. true. Yeah. Although Miami's uh, stadium is what like an hour away from their campus, but whatever. Um, I'm sure, he gets like a private helicopter. Sounds like a lot stadium. of traffic. That's fine. I guess you're only there for uh, you're only there twelve times a year anyway. Six. Six times a year. Not Sorry. Even twelve. Yeah. yeah six. Um, also, uh, yeah, we'll see about Dan Landing. I, I will say this about Dan Landing. No, nobody knows how he's going to be as a head coach, but that, that dude is, is extremely likable. And I know that you hate Oregon, but like, I would say it's probably going to be hard to, to dislike him just because I don't know. He, he just seems like a, like a super legit dude. And like, if, if Oregon's recruiting was good already, I don't see how he doesn't take it to another level because of what he's learned. And his type of personality, Whoa. like kids are going to connect with him. Does he have? Surely, a, Andy's not biased. Does he have a bull hair? <laughs> does he have a bull haircut too? He's <laughs> short. I mean, I don't think Mario was a bad recruiter either. Like, no, he was good. He was he good. Was a good recruiter too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, I I think like rivalry hate aside, I think Oregon has a ceiling as a program. Like, I don't think they could ever. Like no matter how much money Phil Knight dumps on them, they'll never be Alabama. They'll never be Ohio State. They'll never be USC. Etc. I I yeah. heard from a good source that Oregon is a top five program. <laughs> a blue blood, if you will. Uh, I read that once. Yeah. They would like to think they are. That's for sure. <laughs> um. All right, Tom. Did you do your picks yet? You did. I did him. I did him after Andrew. Oh, okay. Oh, one more thing. Remember. It's yes, it's kind of ironic that UW and Oregon might have to kind of work together as like a package deal to get into another conference. 
So that's kind of funny. <laughs> Just because we're the, the two big fish left in the conference. So, you know, if we want to go to the Big Ten, it would probably strengthen our case if we go together and that sort of thing. Travel partners, too, and all that. Okay. Um, Andrew, do we have any uh, any questions or... Uh, yeah, there's a the couple here. Let okay. me, uh, I, sorry, I was away most of the day. Uh, okay. So trying to get my bearings here. All right. Okay. A Iowa State fan asks, question. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Question for Ooh. the podcast. If the Pac-12 uh-huh. loses all of its schools except Oregon State and Washington State, do they call it the Pac-2 or Tupac? <laughs> I guess Tupac? They call it the Mountain West, uh, but <laughs> I think they would try to call it the Tupac uh, and get bashed for it, probably. Yeah, I would assume the Tupac. I think that that That's question. I, I think that that question really should have been read using an impression of uh, of Jordan um, <laughs> Peterson or whatever. Oh. If anybody could actually do that, well, no one try. No one here can do that. Okay, maybe fine. some other week that can happen. <laughs> okay, when we preview the Big Twelve, maybe. All right. Uh, who knows. Okay. Uh, a Texas fan asks, "Boy, I'm I am well equipped to answer this question." Okay. Texas fan asked, "What's going to be the biggest culture shock when fans of the LA schools attend away Big Ten games?" Oh God. Uh, my Table answer. Oh, yeah. pizzas. My answer is mayonnaise and fried food everywhere. And ranch. And ranch. White <laughs> white dipping substances and everything's fried. And and people are people apologize for everything. Yeah, and say ope oh ope oh, oh, didn't see you there. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's my Andy's been here. Andy Andy is a uh, I would say Midwest is, convert. I I would I I've Does been Andy here. Say ope like non ironically yet. Not not non ironically, but I do say it just to just to say it. Uh-huh. I still say ope. Oh, oh, oh! I wanted to say, give it, give it a try sometime. Next time you're, uh, you, it's you're, mostly when you're like coming out of like a doorway and yeah. you turn and someone's right there and you go, oh, oh, didn't see there. Give it a shot. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what, what else would you not. say? Like, say that they are going for a, um, you know, a, a great weekend of football in the Big Ten uh, town of uh, what was it, uh, Piscataway, uh, New Jersey. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah. Where where your Kev, Lansing, where your Kev Kev have, Columbus, <laughs> Ann Arbor, Piscataway. <laughs> Name you know. four more iconic Big Ten cities than Columbus, East Lansing, Ann Arbor, and Piscataway. Well, we could also uh, West Lafayette. We could also go with College Park, uh, Maryland. Uh, what are they looking forward to when they go there? Uh, I assume they'll think there's just crab cakes there because they hear Maryland. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's in Baltimore, Baltimore, right? Yeah, that's where the, uh, the wire took place. Uh, Maryland's yeah. not in a great part of the town there. Well, most of Maryland is not a great part of town, <laughs> but you know. But yeah, it's especially back around the campus <laughs> of University of Maryland. I I uh, spent some time in Annapolis. I think Annapolis is okay, but yeah, where where you're talking about, yeah, not not a great area to to kind of hang out in. I uh I I think it really depends where they go, right? If you go to like. 
East Lansing or West Lafayette, you're just like, what is this hellscape that got left in 1960? <laughs> Why is it misting all the time? Why are there yeah. table pizzas in, in West Lafayette? Why? I should have brought my, yeah, my windbreaker. How is it gray and 60 degrees here in August? What is this? It's just windy. Miserable here. It's just misery. Uh, what, what about think- USC's first trip to uh, to Minnesota in the winter? Uh, that's going to be... I hope they do it. Uh, Their I mean, fans are not going to travel up there. They've had to play... It's not quite Minnesota, but like they've had to play at Notre Dame in I'm November. Just, I'm just remembering the, that one of my favorite college football games of all time with the Minnesota coach eating a, a dilly bar with a, just a blizzard coming down around him. <laughs> Verse. You guessed it. Ohio State. <laughs> it was a fantastic game just because... I, just like Marie Kondo, I love mess. So that was... It was just amazing. Uh, I think it really depends where they go, though, right? There's like some, you know, if if they go to Minnesota, Minneapolis, that's a that's a major metropolitan area. You go to Columbus, major metropolitan area. Ann Arbor's really close to Detroit. Uh, take from that what you will. Should they bring their uh, skis when they play in Michigan? They should. Some of the best Wisconsin. the best skiing I've heard is uh-huh. in Michigan. It's in Michigan. It's actually better than in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I yeah. think the real the real mind bender is going to be Penn State. Yeah, uh, and it's like a cow pasture, right? Uh, there's Penn State. You just drive, drive, and then there's just a giant stadium up on a hill, and you're like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> there's just cows in the everywhere. middle of nowhere. Like someone, you're walking some, into a cult town. Like, yeah, it's gonna be weird. Someone just built a giant stadium out of an Erector set that they just like kept building onto. If you look at Penn State Stadium from the outside, it looks like it's ready to fall over at any point. It is very scary looking. That sounds like Neyland Stadium, which I think looks like an erector set as well. But yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well. Uh, let's see. I lost my, my scroll point here. Uh, all right. One last question. It's run okay. long a time. Uh, a Penn State fan asks, will Phoenix's last ride be glorious or painful <laughs> once more? <laughs> Hopefully that's glorious. A, that's fantastic wordplay. Uh, salute for the question, uh, the question asker. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, I think I think he will do well. I think you know. I think when the 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 rise of Phoenix was, uh, I think that they caught a, a Phoenix in a bottle. Uh, uh-huh. It was followed by a quick fall high. of the Phoenix, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but you know, he's had time to rest. Uh-huh. It's true. It did. Yeah. It does take. It does take time to recuperate. Uh huh. Get back rest to your up. groove that you once had. That's right. Um, I think he's gonna do okay. Uh, real talk at Washington. I think. I think he's gonna do all right there. I'm a little what, more what worried is, about be fine. the first time head coach, or not first time, but the first year, Kalen DeBoer. What do you? Th- what's the what's the offensive scheme going to be there up in UW? Is it throw it up high to tall receivers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to find tall, uh, six foot six. Uh, we don't we don't have those. Um, wow. our our guys are like six feet six one. Oh. And I hope I they're fast. Phoenix is going to help you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have good receivers. They're just not six six. Um, but it. From all indications, it's basically going to be pretty similar to what he did at Fresno last year, okay. which is a lot of throwing and stuff like that. So, okay. yeah, it should be pretty high-flying offense. I think, I would it, assume I think Penix will do well. 
it's just a question of can he stay healthy. I would assume it's uh, some something like an air raid offense or something like that, maybe. I didn't watch Fresno State. Um, I didn't watch a ton of them either, to be frank, but um, okay. I don't know if it's air raid, but I think it's spread. Yeah. Well, if, you say, if you say spread, you have a 98% chance of getting the, exactly. <laughs> unless it's a service academy. Exactly. Here, here's what we uh, here's what we're going to say. You know what? We're coming in here. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to be multiple. That's what all these coaches say when they come in. And I've never hey. heard anybody come in and say, we're going to have a passive team. We're only going to do one thing. And... I mean, we're going to keep the scheme simple yeah. so that the players can play. Yeah, the, these Go guys aren't basics. very bright that we're having to recruit here, so we're going to have to dumb it down for them, okay? <laughs> Nobody's ever going to say that. Um, I mean, didn't... Uh, I mean, that was kind of Paul Chris thing. <laughs> that I mean, was I, like his, his <laughs> thing. To be fair, Mike Leach has like four or five plays, so... Or Paul Johnson, I guess, not Paul Chris. Eh, Paul Johnson, yeah. he's. I mean, Paul Johnson's like, we're going to come in here, we're going to just run this terrible offense yeah i mean i mean actually it dawns on me now like if you remember those india that indiana year it's probably gonna look pretty similar to that that's true so. that was that team was that that yeah. team liked to air it out a little bit there mm-hmm. There and you, I, go. you know i think good transition for for phoenix to to go and get a coach he knows offense he knows i think he's gonna do good okay okay there you go um I, is that so. all for the questions uh, yeah, since we're running low on time. Okay. We'll stop there. Yes, we are running low on time, in fact. And also, a uh, reminder to please go out there. Uh, okay, this is sad, people. I think we have eight podcast reviews on Apple's podcast thing. There may be other review, like, ways to leave a review for us. If there are, I have no idea what they are. I looked on <laughs> Google's thing to see if there was a rating system on there. I didn't find anything on mobile. Maybe there is. Uh what about Spotify? Can people like it on Spotify? Sure. If there's a, a way to rate something, why don't you leave us a rating there and then uh, and then email us at podcast at academicallyineligible.com and let us know that you left a review there and then we'll go take a look at it and then we'll, uh, we'll read it on here. Unless you just want to let us know you left a review but you don't want us to read it on here for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, <laughs> I, I guess we could abide by your wishes, I suppose. Um, also, send us questions to podcast academicallyineligible.com. Maybe we'll actually use the Twitter this year. Uh, TBD yeah, on that. Doubt. Doubt. I'm going to live tweet the. Uh, Andrew was supposed or, to use it last wa- year. He never I'm gonna did. I'm going to live tweet the Washington Kent State game at 1030. I like that. <laughs> also, we play Kent State as well this year. Small world. Oh, man. Poor Kent State. I know. <laughs> uh, they're on the cash collecting tour. Yes. Uh, well, they're they're we in a recession. Yeah. Hey, good for them. And Get follow paid. us. Follow us on uh, Twitter's at ineligible underscore pod. Uh, we need to boost those numbers up. These are these are rookie numbers here. Okay. So follow us on there. Uh, we're actually going to try to use it this year. Uh, we're going to try to try to do a lot of stuff this year. We'll see if it sticks. Just like uh, Andy has big plans. And big plans. Andrew and I are not interested. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on me, folks. Because these jokers ain't gonna do shit. So it's gonna be like every year. Uh, OnlyFans coming. You can you can subscribe. <laughs> yeah, for that for you need to hit up Tom. Exclusive yeah. podcast. I'll do content. the OnlyFans. Yeah, Tom's doing the OnlyFans. He's got his own assembly line running, as far as I know. Yep. Do we have so. no emails? Uh, no emails. There's no updates on the assembly line progress. I get a lot of spam in there these days. Uh, I don't think Katie knew that we were starting back up. That's uh, fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, I didn't know until like yesterday. Tell her that I production needs week. ramped up because it's coming back. COVID is back with a vengeance. Hasn't she no, seen no, no, the no. news? Assembly line is still running. She didn't know that she was that the podcast was coming back. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Fine. Well, it's back. And now it's she all... can listen. Yeah. It, yeah. It's back. She can listen. Send us emails. Y'all can send us emails too. Again, podcast academicallyineligible.com. Follow us on Twitter at ineligible underscore pod. And I think that covers it. Next week we will do a preview of uh, of one of the other conferences, not named the Big Ten or the uh, SEC, because we'll probably save those for last since, uh, yeah, seems like that's uh, the stronger conferences again this year. But we will probably do the Big 12 next week. So Thanks tune for in. Thanks joining us, Chris. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Thanks for having me. You're welcome anytime. You are. It doesn't have to be a Pac-12 week. If you ever feel like coming back on here, shoot the shit. Just let us know. Our Pac-12 coverage is pretty terrible during the season, to be (laughs) honest with you. We have a dedicated segment. We got the (laughs) Pac-12 after dark, so. Yeah, just stay awake. Stay awake. That's right. Um, All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Peace. Only fans. I'm still in early season form here. (laughs) Do I press stop or the red button?